this is Dr. Heba, and you're listening to the fifth corner, the mental side of boxing podcast. And I'm here with Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie, the Hurricane Clampett Hayes, and I'm a four-time world championship boxer and a USA boxing coach. Yeah, and today we're meeting with Juniper. Um, I'll give her a chance to introduce herself for a little bit. Um, hi, my name is Jennifer Lozano. I'm from Laredo, Texas, and I recently just qualified for the 2024 Olympics. Awesome. That is amazing. We're we're so excited for you. How um how are you feeling at this point with your qualification for the Olympics? Uh I feel really good. Uh in the beginning, you know, it hit me like super hard. It was very surreal. Like I really it took me like maybe a week and a half to really like for it to really kick in. Um but right now I just feel like I just have to, you know, stay on the gas and stay focused because now that you know some of the hard part is over like all right like it's still only the beginning you know it's still a long journey all the way to the top of the mountain uh, which mm-hmm. is that gold medal that's amazing it's so it's so crazy because we um you know we're just starting this podcast and we really just want to talk about like what boxing has done um you know, for us and for female boxers and I've been following you through this journey you know I've been I've been boxing for 30, I think 32 years um, as an amateur and professional. And um, it's just amazing to see like all these young, um, amazing women and their journey to the Olympics. And I'm I'm just so excited and so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Women's boxing has definitely come a long way in like being able to experience that, like hand on and just like seeing like how it started from when I first started to now and just seeing like how many more women have joined the sport is amazing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, so when you first started boxing, did you have a, did you have that a goal in mind that you want to like be in the Olympic team or did it just happen? Nah, not really. I really just got into boxing because I was fighting a lot on the street and like I was just getting bullied a lot because of my weight and, um, so I just want to defend myself. I know ne- I was never really a violent or aggressive person. So I never really understood why I was getting bullied um, or why they would always like hit me and stuff. So I was always like, okay, like this is crazy, but like I've had enough of it. So I just joined a boxing gym in the South side and all of a sudden, you know, maybe about eight months in, I started losing a lot of weight. I got a lot of confidence um, and just having that mindset, like, okay, like if somebody could tell me something, I could hit them with this and, you know, just that aspect, like knowing that I can defend myself. Um, that um, really gave me like a push to want to continue. And I, you know, I would see the guys come with trophies or I would see them in the newspaper and I'd be like, dang, like I want to do that, you know. And so I just wanted to pursue it more and more and see where I'd go. And I ended up leaving that gym just because, you know, being the first woman, they're the first female, I'm sorry, to box. Um, you know, at that time, there wasn't any females, so they didn't want me to box. Like, the coach was like, you're a girl, girls don't know how to box, and you still have to lose weight. Like, it's not worth it. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go anywhere. And I was about maybe nine, 10 at the time. And my mom ended up just looking at them and telling them like, you know what, like, my daughter's gonna be great. Like, you're just gonna watch. And so we left, and exactly six months after that, I came to this gym that I'm at right now, 
and have been with like my entire life um since the start of my career um once I came to this gym I started in their teenage classes um which wasn't the competition team it was just part of the program and stuff and so you know none of the boys there wanted to spar me or get in the ring any with me anymore because I'd make them bleed or they'd hurt them or I was just you know putting my hands on them and they didn't like that so they didn't want to get in the ring with me anymore so the coaches ended up seeing something in me that at that time I didn't see I was just doing it because it gave me that confidence and, you know, I wanted to continue wanting to defend myself and just box. And so they came up to me and asked me if I would like to be part of the competition team. And I immediately jumped on it and said, yeah, of course. So wow, you, that's amazing. You, start, you started when you were like nine or 10 years old? Yeah, when I was nine. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. It's, it's crazy. Um, how old are you now? I just turned 21. Okay. So it's crazy for me to hear that when you were nine and 10, they were telling you that you didn't belong and you shouldn't be doing this. Cause I started boxing in 1992, which is w probably way before you were born. <laughs> and at that time it was, it was the same thing. And you think over um, the years that it would progress um, and it definitely has, but I think that, you know, there are still situations for, you know, women like the three of us where, you know, they don't want us or they don't want to train us or they don't believe in us. And I think, um, you know, first of all, it's really hard. And second of all, it's just, but I don't know for you, but it just makes me like hungry. You know, I want to do it more. I want to, like, I want to prove, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what have you, what has your experience been with that? Definitely, like, um, maybe not in the beginning because I was, you know, still young, so I wasn't thinking about all that. But as I got mm -hmm. older and I started getting in the ring and, like, winning nationals and all this stuff, like, I started getting a lot of people who wanted to doubt me and just doubted me, like, straight up. And, you know, um, by the time I was 13, that's when that hunger, a different type of hunger came out. And that's when I think it was, like, dang, maybe 2012 that women were finally able to go to the Olympics and I had no idea how the Olympics were worked and I didn't know what they were, nothing. I'm from a very small town, very close-minded. It was very machista at the time. So like women belong in the kitchen, women belong here, you know, with the men work, stuff like that. Um, and I just wanted to prove them wrong. Like, you're telling me I can't box? I'm going to box. Watch me. You're telling me I'm going to lose? I'm going to show you I'm going to win. You're telling me that I can't go another round because I'm hurt? Okay, I'm going to suck it up and show you and prove to you that I'm not hurt, that I can go five more rounds if you need me to. Like, And that type of hunger just kept rising and rising and rising and just proving people wrong. Like, it just felt so good getting my hand raised or just accomplishing something that people said I couldn't. Like, it just felt so good to be like, yeah, I did. I did that. Mm -hmm. that's awesome. yeah that's well, amazing what, what helped you gain all this all this confidence mostly the self-defense my mom and my coaches um and just the fact that my presence like I know once I step into the ring like I know my presence is known and I can feel it so knowing like that the other person across from the ring for me is trying to kill me or just doesn't like me or whatever like I'm like all right like it's time to show you who I am, you know? And as soon as, you know, a lot of people say I have a heavy hand. I, I don't believe that, but a lot of people say I have a heavy hand for like my size. So 
as soon as I see somebody back off, like once they feel my power or anything, like that's when like, okay. Like that's where the confidence really does come in a lot more. And just with the beauty of like boxing, the footwork, the footwork that I can do that most women can't or most people my age can't, um, because it's very advanced and it's just very fluent. Um is just like I, I being knowing, I'm sorry, knowing that I can do that at the level that I'm at with other women, either at the same level or higher and be, being able to beat them, um, that gives me confidence. Like, dang, look, like imagine what else, what more I can do just at this level. That's awesome. What do you think, um, like, what do you think your hardest fight has been? Thus far, um, my hardest fight has probably been dang. Mm, dang, I'm gonna say I've had about maybe two tough fights. One was in the beginning of the year where we fought in Bulgaria and it was against China. And I don't know why I was like in the perfect, the most perfect condition in my life. Like I, I felt good. I didn't struggle to make weight that the as much because fifty kilos is one hundred to ten pounds. So I was like mm -hmm. a lot, like, like a big weight drop. I mean weight cut, but um, I didn't have to cut so much, and I was very focused. I was concentrated. I felt ready. But that girl from China, she was just a completely different style that I guess I hadn't faced. Um, so it was very different to me. And after I rewatched the fight, like, I just remember fighting her and being like, whoa, like, I can't touch her. Like, what the heck? Like, she just keeps moving, man. Um, And that was in the beginning of this year. And then my second, I think, toughest fight was probably with Venezuela or Brazil in the Pan American Games. Venezuela, just because it was a very intense fight. We were both, you know, giving it our all uh, because we wanted to secure a spot, you know, in the semis. And because we both had similar styles. And then Brazil, um, which was my finals in the Pan American Games, was hard just because she was long. She was long, and I'm usually used to, you know, girls wanting to fight, you know, to box or to brawl with me, and, you know, I'll just figure them out from there. But this girl, she did not want to box at all. She just wanted to, you know, use her distance. She was very long and very tall. Um, so it was very awkward for me, uh, not having somebody, you know, stand there and, you know, exchange with you and stuff and just, you know, point, 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 point and using their distance, um, which was a very good learning experience for me because I've been learning since then. I've been working on different things, different strategies and tactics since then, um, which now I'm perfecting. And yeah, like besides that, those, I think those are my top three right now that have been my toughest, mm -hmm. toughest that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard too. I think because as a, as a fighter, um, you, you know, people always ask me what my toughest fights for were, but sometimes it's not all about, um, the technical side of things, you know, sometimes it's mentally, what were the toughest fights? Um, or, you know, what was going on before, after the fight, like you, you know, there's so many aspects of boxing that people don't always get to see and understand. Um, but that's, that's good. And it's good that you're, you know, you seem, um, 
like you've really kind of focused and moved on and learned from that. And I think as an athlete, that's like the, the biggest and best thing you can do is, is learning from, you know, those tough fights. Definitely for sure. Yeah. So what is it about boxing that attracts you to it? The art, the art, a lot of people, you know, see it as this brutal, violent, like aggressive sport. But to me, it's all about art. It's like beautiful because you have the way your hands move, the way your hand, your head moves at the same time as your, as your hands when you're throwing a punch. And then you have your footwork that move all in the same time within a split second. So being able to hit and not get hit and make it look smooth and just fluid I think I find that so beautiful, especially when you do it with style and not, I'm not talking about like showboating or like being cocky, like more like it looking so clean, so beautiful, so strategic and just knowing what you're going to do next and making it look so clean and so sharp. That's what's beautiful mm -hmm. about the sport. And that's what, as I started, you know, getting more advanced and advanced, I wanted to learn more and I wanted to look smooth like that. And so once I got it, you know, taken down people would talk about my style and be like oh, I want to be like that and you know I want to have her style and this and that I was like okay like that's what I want I wanted people to see the style my coaches were trying to develop in me which was like a universal kind of fighter um and follow that or get inspired by that too and just you know watch me as well and support me um but that's one thing about boxing that really stuck to me the fact that it's beautiful in many ways besides like it's not all aggression and violence it's beautiful at the same time and there's a lot of art in it mm -hmm. yep that's awesome so um is there any like i can't sense when you're talking about it how much you're passionate and how much you love it you really really, really love it uh, is there any time in your life where like you started at nine you're 21 now is there any time in your life when you like got super tired from it or you you were thinking about like giving up or not wanting to do it anymore yeah honestly yes um when I lost my grandma I thought you know my boxing career was over I thought that was it um I lost my grandma about four years ago and man like it was hard it was hard just because it wasn't a normal passing you know it was very traumatic and I had a lot of depression anger PTSD I couldn't focus in school I had a lot of aggression in myself to a point where I'd get to school and I just wanted to fight like I didn't care who you were if you would have talked to me if um you were in my class or what like if you were going to step on my shoe if you looked at my way but you were looking at the person behind me and I caught you looking like there was going to be a problem we were going to have a problem and it was just cuz I was just so angry it wasn't even because of the person or because they did something like it was just because I had so much anger in me and so I couldn't talk to anybody about it um I just kind of sucked it up and I kept telling myself, like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I was going down the wrong path. Um, it was very dark. I was at the bottom. Texas shut down, too, because we were in the middle of COVID. Um, and I just thought, you know, what am I doing, you know? And so I just remember in the middle of my camp uh, going for nationals to make the youth team uh, for Team USA. I remember we trained, we trained, but during, during, 
throughout that camp, um, I wasn't focused. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I was just so angry. Like, I was working out angry. I was sparring angry. I was eating angry, like anything. I was just angry all the time. And I turned into a very dark person. Um, and I think that was, like, probably the worst part of my life thus far, mentally and emotionally um, in my life that I'm so glad I got out of. And I'm so glad, like, that I can talk about it. Um, but fast forward to that fight to nationals, I ended up fighting, fighting one of my, um, teammates, current teammates right now on team USA. She's 125, 57 kilos. Her name's Alyssa Mendoza. She's from Idaho. I ended up fighting her at 119 at nationals. And she was my first fight. I remember it was for the semifinals and I lost and we threw bombs. Like we threw bombs that entire fight. It was crazy. I was just trying to kill her. Like I was, I didn't even care. Like I just wanted to kill her. Like I wanted to hurt her so bad. And so I just remember for the first time in like maybe four or five months since the incident with my grandma, when they left it, when they raised her hand, this, weight this pressure that I had on my back on my chest for all these months like it just left and all of a sudden I felt like I could breathe and I felt like I was okay um but during that camp and even before that like I didn't want to give up I wanted to quit mm -hmm. so many times I, I didn't want to do anything you know I was just like this isn't for me like I knew it like yada yada and then that fight happened that fight happened and that made me want to push more because I actually started focusing on myself and my mental health. Um, I started talking to my friends, not about it, but just about how they were. And they went through things too that they never spoke about and it affected them later on in life. So I was like, no way. And I talked to my parents and you know, my parents the same way, the same thing. So I was like, okay, like something needs to change. And so from that point on, I decided to you know, okay, like, let's stop that, this machismo, this stuff that I'm okay, I'm okay, like, let's ignore it. So I just start, I started becoming an advocate for mental health and all of that, because it's serious, like, even though I grew up thinking, like, depression, anxiety, you know, they were fake, like, you know, you're pretending, it's sad, it's just watch a movie, like, you're fine. And as I got older, you know, it happened to me, so it wasn't fun, you know, and I don't want anybody would be going through that alone nobody deserves to be going through things like that or mental battles alone um because really it's not worth it it's really not worth it to be doing it on your own um and yeah like ever just since then like I just stepped on the stepped on the gas pretty hard and I've been going at it at the gym perfecting and representing for sure it sounded like it was like a release like a like a you know, very healing for you, even though you lost the fight, but just to have that and be able to move on and, and focus and focus on yourself and your goals. Definitely for sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So, so when you were going through the anxiety and the anger and all that, you still pushed yourself to go into the camp. Like maybe part of you didn't really want to do it, but you, you'd still pushed yourself and you, you went. Yeah, I mostly push myself just because I'm the youngest in my family. So I'm always home alone because my mom and my brother work. Um, so I knew 
if I was home alone all day, like things could just get very bad for me. And I didn't want to be in my own like thoughts and anything. So I was just trying to ignore it. And what other better way than hitting people in the face or getting hit in the face to <laughs> try and forget. Um, but definitely like I would always show up all the time, even if I didn't want to, even if I didn't have the courage or if, even if I was angry, just because I wanted to be somewhere where I could ignore it somewhere where I wasn't thinking about it. And every time I stepped in here, like I was angry, but I would leave semi-satisfied, satisfied that like that anger physically came out, but that emotional anger that like passed everything that like happened, you know, it was still lingering in there. So yes, it came home with me. Yes. Like I thought about it nine day. I lost sleep over it. It affected me a lot, but definitely boxing is what kept me sane for like most of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. What do you what do you think drives you now? Like, where do you get that fire from now? Right now, honestly, my main drive is my mom and who and what I represent. I always mm -hmm. tell myself every time, like I have bad days too. Like, you know, it's not always all sunshine and rainbows. And it's not like, oh, like now that I'm at the top, like, oh, I'm great. I'm happy. Like, no, of course, like I'm gonna have bad days of sparring. I'm gonna have days where I don't want to train or days where I just feel bad and stuff like that. Um, but definitely my biggest motivation that I always tell myself is, okay, like you got to do this because kids are counting on you because the generation is counting on you, the city's counting mm -hmm. on you, you know, little you is counting on you. That little girl who used to get jumped all the time, that person is counting on you, your mom, you know, all these people who have been by my side and have seen like the actual in-depth, depth things of my life that I've gone through, like. I think about all that. And I think about every person who's ever been in my situation, either through life, emotionally, um, mentally, doesn't matter. Like I think about people who could be going through that and watch me and are watching me. And if they see me fail or struggle or show like that I'm giving up, well, what, what am I showing them that, oh, okay, you lose once, you lose twice. Oh, okay, now I can give up. Oh, okay, there's no hope. Right. Um, so really like that's my biggest drive right now for sure to, going just because I really love this sport I'm in love with the sport and I don't think I could leave it no <laughs> I love that yeah so um it seems like also one of your goals is to be able to be a like a positive role model to other people and to inspire other people so all this you learned in boxing, all the mindset you have, how does that apply for other areas in your life? Um, boxing is really giving me like, um, I guess like life lesson wise, it's teach, taught me how to be disciplined. It's taught me how to be um, on time to things whether it be school, other sports, other extracurriculars or family things, you know, it's taught me to stay on the track and um, really just focus on staying on the right path, really. Because growing up in the South Side, like I always saw my friends go down the wrong path. And, you know, during the moment with my grandma, when I was not coming to the gym or I was coming to the gym, but I was not really focusing on what was going on because I was so angry. You know, I was going down that path, that wrong path. I was slowly getting driven by it. I was slowly getting dragged by it. And I started realizing that I told myself, like, I can't do this. I told myself I wouldn't do this. I told myself I was going to be different. 
So then I told myself I was going to be part of this. And so boxing showed me that, showed me that with discipline, with, you know, motivation and just dedication and having those goals in front of you or things you want to accomplish from months ahead of time and actually putting your foot down and doing it and going through the process of things that's taught me like there's a way out and it's giving me discipline mm-hmm. to um go through the process and trust the process and be patient it's taught me a lot of patience because fights fall out sparrings fall out sometimes um you know you lose fights in the first day and like now you're stuck sparring so definitely the process is very long very hard but also like real life situations you know um if a family member's sick, you know, it's all about patience. Okay. Be there for them. Be patient. Don't be rushing. Don't be in a rush. Um, and things like that. And also it's taught me to appreciate a lot of things in my life. Even the smallest things in life, it's taught me to appreciate for sure. Uh, I love that. Um, I think too, I always tell like my boxers, I'm like, once you go through a training camp, you know, even if you have one, one fight in your life, like, I feel like after that experience, you kind of can do anything like it just it lifts you up so much. And it's one of the hardest things that you can ever do. And after having that experience, it really drives you to do other things in your life. And I think that's what's so amazing about the, you know, the game. And I just love like, you know, I've I've trained like hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. And I just love seeing how it um, really just kind of they evolve as a human and you know they rise up and are able to do other things because of their experience of boxing definitely for sure yeah yeah you see it all the time yeah mm-hmm. is there um so is it in like if you are you spending a lot of if you're spending a lot of time training in boxing and getting prepared for fights is it impacting your relationship with other people like your family or friends or partner yeah so in the beginning of my career right now not so much just because like we're all adults and at this point like they know I'm being serious about this and stuff so they knew they know what I have to do but in the beginning when I was a kid you know, and my family would go out to restaurants. I'd be like, okay, but I'm not going to eat. I'll go to spend time with you guys, but I can't eat. I'm going to wait until mm-hmm. I get home and I cook my meal because I have to cut weight because I'm getting prepared for a fight. You know, I can't eat this stuff. They would get so mad. Uh, I come from a Mexican family, so they would get livid, absolutely mad that I was not eating and like, that, like I'm being a spoiled brat and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was very hard. Um they would get mad at me a lot uh, because I couldn't be there. I couldn't go to family vacations and I had to stay home for camps or I had to go spar and I couldn't go to church with them and things like that, you know, or I was always asleep all day on my days off and they wanted to go here and here and here and here and here. And like, I'd always have my face like, dude, like just take me home. I'm so tired. And then they'd get mad at me for that, for having a face. Like, oh my God, like, you never do anything. And it's like, oh, da, da. and it's like, oh, okay. Like, I did not just train all week, but okay. But um, not, it was getting in the way a little bit, but 
I really always stood my ground. I was always like, no, like, okay, you're going to get mad at me, but you're going to see, you're going to see. And I always told my family that, like, you're going to see, you're going to see, like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And that's exactly, exactly what I told my mom when I gave her that ticket. I told her, I was like, this is why. Remember when I was like 11, 10 years old and I don't want to eat and I don't want to go here and I had to do this and I had to do that. It's because of this, this gold ticket right here. This is why. And I remember telling her and giving it to her. She's just crying and crying and crying. And I came home and all my family, like, finally understood what was going on. Finally. Because even my mom, too, you know, she's always been by my side. But she always wanted me to have a college education, which I semi-do. I graduated with my associates in science from high school because I was in a college program. Um, But I didn't continue after high school. Like, I just kind of stopped to fully solidify and focus strictly on boxing. Um... And so my mom was kind of disappointed, you know, because all my friends, they went to universities and college and this. And, you know, I just stayed and I was boxing. I wasn't getting paid. So she was just kind of like, OK, well, you know, what are you going to do with your life? Like, what is this? And so I was just like, be patient, be patient, just relax. I'm going to go back to school. Just give me a second. Give me a second. So, you know, now that I'm here, like she, she sees that. Um, so it definitely affected me a lot in the beginning. In the beginning, it did. And now it kind of doesn't just because, like, I don't invite or I'm not too open with my inner circle. Um, my inner circle is my inner circle. And, like, that's about three people and that's it. Like, I don't need any more. Mm-hmm. I don't need any less. Um, and they've already kind of gotten used to when I have to go, when I'm here at the house or you know, even if they want to hang out with me, they know I'm not going to go out and party for them. Like, they know if they're going to hang out with me, they're going to come and watch me train. And afterwards, you're going to go to my house and watch me sleep or we're going to watch a movie. But I'm a person who you're never going to see in the street. You're never going to see at the movies or you're never going to hear me say, like, let's go here. Let's go there. Because I would rather I my life is just here at the gym literally every day all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, And they understand that, which is why. And they understand and respect it, I'm sorry, which is why, like, they've been with me since, which is my mom, my three friends, my family, and that's it. What is your ultimate goal in this sport? Honestly, like, after I retire or? Just, um, like, Olympic, obviously, and, like, are you interested in turning pro or what, you know, what's your what's your big-time goals? I'd love to hear, like, your five-year plan or 10-year okay. plan definitely five-year plan okay um uh before I wanted to come to the Olympics I didn't I had no idea I'd make it like it was just a dream and I'd always tell myself like I'm gonna go but never really did anything about it I just kind of well because I never knew what to do and especially Mm -hmm. from where I'm from like it's very hard to get as like out there you know so I never thought it was possible um and I just wanted to become a world champion you know in the pros and then I got the oppor- Olympic opportunity, and I was like, oh, nah, first things first. And yeah. so uh, definitely getting a gold at the Olympics right after that, turn pro, um, have maybe like two, three fights before the year ends because it'll be August by then. Well, mm-hmm. like two fights, two fights, because August to December. And then after that, you know, from there to five years, I want to be a world champion for sure. Mm-hmm yeah and it's totally possible definitely and in different divisions yeah. and you know I just want to make the best out of it I'm trying to be like definitely somebody who's remembered for sure who's your favorite 
female boxer right now? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, right now, yeah. uh, Alicia Baumgartner, just because, man, I love her style. She's a really pretty mm -hmm. style. She's a really yeah. pretty style. Um, but I grew up watching Jackie Nava from Mexico with mm -hmm. my grandma. Yeah, she was amazing. I love her, and I grew up watching her. Um, never in person, man. It would have been a dream to watch her in person. But um, my mom, my grandma, sorry, my grandma would always call me from Mexico and call me. She'd say, "Jenny, Jenny, turn on the TV, turn on the TV. Uh, Jackie, Jackie's fighting. Jackie's fighting right now. Like, turn it on, turn it on." I'd be like, okay, okay. And we'd 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 watch from round one all the way to round ten, like mm -hmm. nonstop all night, just watching her fights every single time. And she, my grandma would always tell me, like, you're going to get there. Like, you're going to be there and you're going to be better than her. And you're yeah. going to be a world champion and this and that. And so I always believed that. And I just wish she could have seen me. But yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely uh, Elisa Baumgartner for now. Yeah. 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 No, Jackie was amazing because she did so much for the sport and, you know, she started um, when, you know, women weren't really boxing and she was such a pioneer of the sport. Definitely. And one thing yeah. that really inspired me from her was, dang, I have to remember what fight it was, but I remember right afterwards, like the interviewer was being super rude or asking her like very like uh, dumb questions about, you know, females in boxing. And she just said, man, like, I can beat you up if I want to right now, but I'm not. But she was like, she was like, uh, I'm sorry. It's because I'm at the gym and everybody's like watching me and I'm just in the room. Um, but I remember she stood up to him and she was like, no, like I'm here to put, you know, women on top. Women are like the next mm -hmm. big thing. And I'm going to show you like, this isn't just a men's sport, like da, 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 da. And I remember hearing her words and they stuck to me and I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to make yeah. a change for women. Like, if she can, I definitely can. And I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. Um, So she really inspired me a lot to have that confidence that I can and I am. Yeah. That's awesome. That's how I was when I saw Christy Martin fight for the first time. <laughs> like, I want to be her. <laughs> and then I got the chance to meet her a few times. And she's absolutely amazing. Oh, no way. I think I've yeah. only met her maybe once in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she's the best. Yeah, and her mm -hmm. wife, too. Her wife's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah, and, and the crazy thing, like, they actually fought each other, which is... Yeah! I mean, can't... Yeah, which is amazing. But, um, yeah, they came to my gym and, and did a book signing and just, you know, very humble. And um, I think, you know, one thing about boxers, especially female boxers, is that we are humble because, you know, we're so grateful for our experiences and grateful from, you know, what we've been able to do in the sport. And, you know, Christy really started, um, you know, from the bottom and, and brought so much attention to the sport. And I think throughout her career, she's really just, you know, brought it to another level and, and set a, you know, set a level for, you know, you and for all the women that are coming up now. Definitely. Thousand percent for sure. Mm -hmm. So how is it for you when you are actually fighting? Like when you are in the ring fighting with someone, I know you mentioned like there's one person who you did fight or like their style was totally new to you. What like what's going on in your mind when you are in the ring? 
so a lot of people call me crazy like everybody on team usa like they're like they get scared of me whenever i like start warming up because i get quiet for like five four hours i get quiet from the moment i weigh in i'm quiet do not talk to me do not disturb me like it's not because i'm being rude to you or i'm ignoring you on purpose it's because i zone out i don't talk to my family i don't talk to absolutely anybody i just meditate i pray i read i get my rest um and i zone out and i start thinking about all the hard work that i did everything i sacrificed everything i've been through um mm -hmm. i start doing some film study i start watching my old sparrings i start shadow boxing you know and so once i step inside the ring i stare down my opponent the entire time and it's not in a flashy cocky way where you can say like dang like she's too cocky like no I just stare them down because I need to show them that I have no respect for them. Whoever steps in that ring, like, you know, good luck. Cause I'm not going any easier. I'm not going, I'm not going in there because I half ass stuff. I'm sorry for my language, but, um, or anything like that. Like I'm going in there to kill and to hurt and, you know, with bad intentions. Um, so definitely in the ring, everything that goes in my head is okay. I'm going to figure you out. I'm going to try to make you look dumb and, you know, I'm going to beat you, you know, you did not work harder than me. You did not go through what I went through. You, you are not me. And I'm going to show you why you are not me. And that's literally what I tell myself. And then I pray in the corner. And then, you know, once that bell rings, every second, every millisecond, you know, it's going through your head and it feels like an eternity. Um, and whenever I can't figure someone out, really, I just, kind of like I don't zone out or don't talk to myself but mostly I start trying to figure things out by the second and mm -hmm. I start trying to figure out okay now their weakness is okay like this isn't working all right plan b because you know this isn't working so I'll start making it awkward or I'll start making an ugly fight for them you know where it's harder um but definitely I mostly just try to hurt them just because they do say I have a heavy hand so I definitely go with that intention to try to hurt them but mm -hmm. smartly and thinking and, you know, with strategies, not just all crazy, uh, yeah. but definitely smart. Yeah, no, that's great. I think I just feel like, I mean, first of all, I love talking to you because, you know, you're, you've been in the ring so much, but I just feel like you have such a focus um, for such a young fighter. And, you know, you really are young and you have so much ahead of you you and it's just amazing to see like how focused you are and how you kind of have your mental game and your mental side of the sport figured out and you know just going through that experience myself I think that took me a long time and I think when I can see it um from a young fighter I just I find it really amazing and I just I can't wait to see what you're going to do next and and what you're going to do in your career I'm super excited <laughs> for you. you thank you yeah, it's exciting. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, I, th I think the biggest thing for you is just keeping that focus and, um, you know, just keep that drive. And, and I, I can see that you believe in yourself and you have the right people around you. And I really feel like you're unstoppable. I can't wait to see when you win your first world title. I'm going to be like, oh, I talked to her. No <laughs> talk to her. You know, I'm just, I really, I really see it for you. You know, you really know the sport and you know what you want and you know what you need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just, um, I'm so grateful that you were willing to talk to us today.
No, thank you. I'm grateful for the opportunity, ladies. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this a lot. Yeah, this is great. And I, I think, um, you know, just as a coach and, and I have a lot of female athletes, you're going to inspire so many athletes. And I, I just am excited for them to hear your story and how far you've come in the sport and what you've done. Um, and you know, you just got to keep going and never give up because you, you got it, girl, you definitely have it. Definitely for sure. Thank you. Yep. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. And uh, we'll be following you. And, you know, if you ever want to come on again and tell us about, you know, what you're doing, please let us know. For yeah. sure, definitely. It would be amazing to have you again come in after the Olympics or, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, definitely. For sure. I can tell you all about it for sure. Yeah, we can't wait. Well, we wish you the best of luck and, um, you know, keep in touch. And I hope you have a happy new year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. And I hope you guys stay safe. Definitely. Take care. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.